Hey, Wrestle fans, you're listening to the Wednesday Night War podcast, AEW Revolution Review. What's up, Warheads? I'm DJ. I'm here with Brett. We just got done watching AEW Revolution live on pay-per-view. Brett, how are you, pal? Hey. Wow. Uh, so we literally just got done, uh, and then we uh, sat on, on my couch in uh, disbelief. That's a word to describe uh, it. For a few minutes, uh, and now we're going to talk about the whole show. I'm yeah. sorry in advance for our uh, disposition. I guess. We're using a lot of diss words. I'm thinking I am. there's a certain diss word I'm going to use, but I'm going to wait until the end of the show to use it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we have, uh, we have a lot to talk about. It was a nine-match nine card. Yeah. Uh, a near four-hour-long pay-per-view, if you on count the... A, on a Sunday night. If you count the pre-show. Starting at like 7.30. Yes. That's a, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a fucking lot. Uh, all we, right. We, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, just let's get into it. Jump we'll, into we'll, it. We'll handle all the uh, how are you? Is what you've been up to on Wednesday? Yeah, and the the eventual fallout from this. Uh huh. But let's get rolling. All right. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk it out. Starting with the buy-in. Yeah, the buy-in pre-show match was Thunder Rosa and Riho mm-hmm. going up against Britt Baker, and it was supposed to be Reba. Yeah. But they ran the whole, oh, is she injured? She might not be able to. Uh-huh. Well, she's not able to, but that's all right. Because Britt Baker, she found a very suitable replacement. More than suitable replacement. Maki Ito motherfucker. Yeah. Super excited about this. Right. Super pumped about this. Uh, I had tweeted that the show's not going to get any better than this. And I'm sorry if I cursed everything. That was uh, a very pleasant surprise. It was, yes. Did not expect that even uh, a little bit. Not at all. Um, I expected something dumb because it's uh, involving Britt Baker and they do not do a very good job at uh, handling Pay- payoffs her stuff. for yes, Britt Baker. Payoffs for Britt Baker, but having Maki Ito, that's the that's the star. I don't let her leave Jack Jacksonville tonight without a contract. Wow. So. Ugh. Yep. I mean, that's the fuse of their concerns right now. Right. Uh, but it was a very good match. Yeah, it went like uh, it 15 a and a half minutes. Britt and Maki got the win. Right. Happy to see Maki Ito get a win. Yeah, good for Maki She Ito. rules. Yeah, she didn't get the um, pin, but she has a win no. on her record. Uh, during the match, like there was a few like yeah. communication things, obviously. But when she did that rolling single leg crab, and mm-hmm. by she, I mean Maki Ito, we both were like, that was sick. That yeah. was so good. <laughs> Lots of middle fingers. Maki Ito's a good addition to this to this show uh and i mean i think if AEW was to do it differently they would have moved her a little bit better treat her a little better in the tournament but uh well and and i kind of thought it was good and i mentioned like talking about the tournament before Mm -hmm. i wonder if they already had it wrapped up in the bag by the time it was announced and everything you know it's hard to gauge that shit but she came out crowd went crazy they immediately love maki ito right so it is time to start the actual pay-per-view. Yes. First match we have for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Did we pick a winner for that previous match, by no, the way? Did we? I don't know. Hold on. I think we did. Uh, we did. Who did we pick? Uh, I picked Britt and you picked Thunder Rosa. Okay, so you're... And it's you're... unfair because it was originally supposed to be Reba. Yeah. Um, but right, but I were... get the old... You, you get the nod on that one. I get one. the nod on that one. You could you could have it. Thank you. AEW World Tag Team Championship match: The Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. Uh huh. This match goes a whole almost eighteen minutes. Okay. Uh, Young Bucks retain. Mm-hmm. No surprise. No, certainly not. Uh, I think we both said uh, Bucks were going to retain. Uh, we did indeed. Oh, you sleepy man. You. It's late. This was a long pay-per-view. Um, yeah, Young Bucks win. Um, listen, if you've been listening to us, 
I think you know by now. <laughs> we're not the biggest fans of the YBs. No. Um, and what really hammered it home was watching this with uh, your wife, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And her going, God, these guys are so synchronized. It's it's just distracting and annoying, right. and these guys suck. She actually had said that like if everything wasn't so synchronized in current professional wrestling, she might actually watch professional wrestling. She did uh, say that because she liked Maki Ito, right? <laughs> and she was like, uh, if you want to, if you want to join a sport that has this much synchronization, become a a swimmer or something, or a dancer, a synchronized swimmer, synchronized swimmer. Uh, and you know the Bucks just aren't for aren't for us. Plenty of people seem to like them. I think the majority of AEW fans, like the hardcore fans, are are based on really loving and liking the Young Bucks. Like that's the sort of the 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 uniting front on all of these people is that they really love the Young Bucks. Listen, they're very polarizing. It is what they it are. is. Right. Um, I just the whole it sucks because it's like. The stand around and wait shit Mm -hmm. in their matches is so noticeable. Yes. And when uh, Jericho's in there moving his molasses ass around, sometimes it makes it even worse. Right. Uh, So me personally, I didn't care for it. Even a little bit. Yeah, uh, just it's just not it's just not for me. Uh, we we always sort of have this disclaimer on this show uh, that uh, if they're for you, that's fine. Yeah, more power to uh, you. They're not for us. Uh, I I honestly and not trying to just shit on them. Even aside from whatever sort of personal and personality reasons I have with them, uh, I have a hard time finding something wrestling wise to praise them for. Uh, they just don't that they, they do stuff cause they think it looks cool. Not cause it makes sense. Uh, they, they switch their matches from wrestling as spot guys to powerhouse guys when they need to do, you know, double suplexes to people who are, who are bigger than them. You know, they'll, you know, one buck managed to give the Northern light suplex to both MJF and Jericho at the same time. Like they just, they don't make any sense to me. I really struggle to say good things about them. Um, so it's just at this point not even really worth talking about them beyond that, like because I'm yeah. just gonna shit on them and because they're just not my thing. Yep, I'm with you. So I don't. I, it, I was this match good? I can't tell you. I don't think so. But maybe. Yeah. If you like this kind of thing, I I can't get an objective look at these guys because they're honestly I have such a hard time with them. Yeah. Um. Next up we have. The Tag Team Casino Battle Royale. Yes. Two teams start every minute and a half. Another team enters. Both members of each team have to be eliminated for your full team to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. Uh, The total runtime of this fucker was almost 27 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they have a whole shit ton of teams. Yes. I mean, you're already every minute and a half, you're already at like 20, 21 minutes. If math serves me correctly. Yeah. Um, the winners, though, Ray Phoenix and Pack. Good choice. Great choice for them. Yeah. Uh, Not well, my number one choice, but a good choice. No. Better than the other, a lot of other options. Yeah, good Good for them. I uh, like those dudes a ton. Um, but, man, it just... it. I, I don't know, dude. There's just a lot of fat on the bone. Missed opportunities <laughs> in this match. Lots of fat on the bone. I mean, this was a match that that had Pac and Ray Phoenix win, but also featured like an extensive famouser spot from both of Billy Gunn's kids. Yeah, like when John Silver came out, right. awesome. Like right. Silver and Reynolds look good, and that's why I would have that um, would have been my number one to have win it. Poor Santana and Ortiz, right. punked out early. Fuck man, that's that's the story of their AEW career. It's just maybe twenty twenty two will be the year for them. It's sad. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they just get no respect, and they were coming in one of the most accomplished tag teams that the company had. There was that goofy, evil Uno, like, when he got hurricane yeah, rotted by Marco. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went back and saw it on Twitter, and I think he kind of audibled because maybe there were some bodies on the floor. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would just on a flip bump. But, like, he took, like, six steps, hit the post, then he went down to the ground. Yeah. And you and I were like, oh, God damn it. It's just bad, and, like... The camera work is bad. The camera work somehow manages to catch things that they shouldn't be catching. Agreed. And not catching the things they should be catching in just about every match. They're missing dives. They're missing big spots. But then they'll catch the, the – the, they always catch the Iggy. They always catch the call on the spot. 
but then they'll miss the big dives that keeps the partner out of the ring for the finish. It's so weird. Yeah, uh, like you honestly, man, you could have probably cut 10 minutes off this thing Mm -hmm. at minimum. I would have dropped it to a minute per team. Yep. So right there you lose, you know, five minutes or so, whatever. Math is not my strong suit. And then just have more quick eliminations in and out, you know. Uh, When Butcher and Blade got in there, Butch should have cleared a lot more than he did. Uh, And he got a little bit of a power run, but he should have cleared a lot more. Giving these guys a lot of spots, doing a lot of time, and it's just—it's not—it's it, it too, too clunky of a thing. The tag team concept is too clunky uh, to be doing all this stuff. And again, to Billy, so Billy Gunn's kids is the sticking point for me for this because, as I said to you, uh, their gimmick is that they both look like Billy Gunn but don't look like each other, which yeah. is a very weird. It thing. is weird, yeah. Um, and then they just did their dad's gimmick and their dad's spots. And it's just like, okay, this is good for you guys getting a paycheck, I guess, just for being your yeah, – all right, whatever. It's wrestling. Yeah. But, who, who did we have in that? I think I had SCU. Uh, let's see. Casino. Uh, I said Death Triangle. Well, look at you. You said SCU. Jesus. Clean it up. I mean, you Somebody's know what? Got to. I'm all right. Listen, on this if, I, if, I, if, if I'm going to smoke you at one of these picks at pay per view, this is going to be the one to do it. Smoke you, say, hey. Yep. All right. Yeah. Next, I, I, I'll, save, I'll save my joke for later. Next match mm-hmm. AEW Women's Championship match. Yes. Rio Mizunami mm-hmm. going up against the champ Hikaru Shida. Yes. So this match goes 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hikaru Shida retains. She does, and you get the point for that because I was trying to fuck around and find out with the Mizunami. I'm, I'm, so. making, I'm making up ground, baby. You are. Uh, so the match itself, like, yo, it was really good. Mm-hmm. The last, like, two and a half minutes, though, yeah. probably shouldn't have happened. Right. To, to nitpick a match that was a ton of fun, that had fighting spirit, that the two clicked, they have a history, they have a chemistry. Um, to nitpick... Yeah, they had a killer falsy. Dude, they got me good. Yeah. <laughs> um, with Mizunami going over, that should have been the kick out. Sheeta hitting the knee and winning. That's it. it went about two, two and a half minutes after that, and it was just falsy after falsy. Not executed the best. They were pretty wiped out. Uh, but overall, this I'd say this was a really good match. Yeah. Um, top of tops for the, the AEW women's division, which isn't hard to do. No. Not the top, but a higher top ranking match of for the women's division. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Sheeta looked really good. Yeah, Mizunami looked awesome yeah. too. I uh, like Mizunami a lot. But yeah, just another, I feel like the concept of tonight is mm-hmm. just trim the fat. Like That's we the don't, concept of AEW like, as a whole. Well, and, and I've mentioned to you about these pay-per-views where, you know, they go for, sometimes I think the, the quantity over mm-hmm. the quality because Right. They do four a year. You're paying money right. for them if you're if you're paying for them, uh, and they want to give you your money's worth. Right. They think, and that doesn't always right. mean like the. I understand the intentions are there, right? But, but you don't need to go that route all the time. We'll, we'll get there. But tonight's a prime example of that. They their theory is that if we give you a four hour pay per view, it's your money's worth. Well, I need I need better matches. I need good wrestling content. So give me a two two and a half hour pay per view, with all with six crushing matches on it, and I'm going home going I'm I'm glad I paid for this. And that that's the takeover formula. Right. That's how it's been right. lately. Give six you five bangers. five to six. Right. And make them all great. count. Yeah. You know, make them all work. Make sure they work. Go for it. Yep. This was a nine card pay per view that went almost four hours. And I don't feel, and again, we'll we'll get to the end of this. I'm skipping ahead of it, but I don't feel like I got my money's worth out of this. And that's because a lot of it was just they were like, "Well, you'll just just take it and you'll be happy with it." Well, no, it's not how that works. Yeah. Uh, after the match, uh, for some reason, Nyla Rose comes out. Yes, I forgot about that already. Yeah, yeah. and she attacks Sheeta and mm-hmm. uh, Britt Baker and Maki Ito come running down, and yeah. uh, Reba comes running down with them. Mm-hmm. Her Nyla Brick like score off, and then they're just like, "All right, we're just gonna beat up these uh-huh. these people." Right. Thunder Rosa comes running out, and the four heels bail. Yes, at <laughs> one Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's four on three with two of the three faces 
incapacitated in the ring. And the four heels bail out because of Thunder Rosa. Like, it wasn't like Prime Bull Nakano was running no. down to the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess we're going to continue that. Yeah. So, what's the match we're getting? Uh, on Dynamite, it's yeah. uh, Britt, Nyla, and Maki Ito. Again, Shida, Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa. See, I don't think it's Nyla. I think it's Reba. I don't think it is. No? No, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's whatever. I thought when they announced it that it was Reba. I, maybe it is. I don't know. Let Who me knows? Let me, we'll keep talking. Let me uh, right. let me see what. Well, we're moving on here. Uh, Marvez is backstage. He's interviewing Chuck Taylor and Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy. Yeah. Before he can finish, though, Miro runs up and attacks, and Kip jumps Orange, and Miro throws Chuck into a glass window, and Miro says, play my music. So he drags Chuck out. Chuck's busted open. Uh, Miro grabs the mic, says to Chuck, I've given, like, you know, you can make this stop, say the words, and then Chuck says, ring the damn bell. Mm-hmm. So we have Miro and Kip Sabian going up against Orange Cassidy and Smooth Chucky T. Yes. The match goes about eight minutes. Uh, during it, yeah, Orange Cassidy... Like saunters out to the ring, mm-hmm. hits the the orange punch on Miro. Miro gets, you know, knocked out for a while. Right. Um, at the end, the end though, Miro kind of snapped into the badass mode. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, There's a spot where he shoved Orange Cassidy into Penelope. Penelope went flying off the apron. Mm-hmm. Then he murdered Orange Cassidy twice. Put Chuck in the uh, fucking camel clutch and one, uh-huh. and at the end, like Sabian was kind of like, uh, yeah, what the hell, hey man? man you hit my, you, you caused injury to my wife, yeah. and then Miro's just like, oh, we're buddies though, right? Yeah, and uh, weird. Yeah, not um, how I would have ended this. I would have paid this off, ended this with the faces going over and like, walking listen, away from it. Coming but, into this, I was like, this sucks. Yeah, I hated the build for this, like. Mm-hmm. Not not a fan of it whatsoever. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know. Miro continued that thing. Yeah, I. It's, I, it's weird. <laughs> I would. That's Chuck and OC go over. Miro does something. He's off TV for a bunch, so you could bring him back later as something different because this ain't working. Uh, Kip Sabian, I don't know, has done a good thing on the on anything in AEW. Uh, Penelope had some good matches when when they needed her to sub it in the women's division. Then they I haven't let had her, a match they, since. They, right. They haven't let her have a match since. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird program with a bunch of weird people. OC is the biggest, uh, arguably the one of the biggest stars in the company. You know, his action figure sold out as soon as it was released over anybody else. You know, like and they they sell out. They always do, but like yeah, his was like in a few minutes, he was sold out. They had to go back and make and you know sure. allocate more whatever. Uh, and this is what he's doing. It's it's mid card program that he's not winning. He's not getting over. Um, that he's just having to look like a bag of shit in the ring with Miro because Miro needs to throw everybody around because they're trying so hard to get him over. Uh, Miro, to me, is one of the worst WWE cast-off signings they've done out of all the ones they've done. Uh, I just I think his time was done. I think he, you know, he got over in WWE on his own, and I think I think he got all you could out of him. I think I, I honestly I don't think there's a, a bunch of dimensions to this guy. I don't think he's a multifaceted worker. I think he's okay in the ring. He gets by because he's got a great build, but he can't cut him. He can't cut a promo. He's terrible on the mic, uh, and he's I think he's just a disappointing signing. I'm I'm not gonna go that far. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, I just think it's just shitty creative, right? And. Uh, I don't like the. I mean, the whole video game thing. I don't understand. But they don't even talk about that anymore. But yeah, I mean, people do. They get it. Yeah, he has a big Twitch following, I guess, and that's like a very popular thing amongst wrestlers. But if you listen to the promo he cuts, it's just he's he's mad now because Chuck was his butler and left him. Yeah, I I I don't (laughs) know. I I just don't like the whole build at all. It's just it's just bizarre. It doesn't work, and apparently it's continuing because I would assume it's going to end when the faces win. But who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe everybody uh, just walks away finally. Marvez is backstage with Jericho, MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. He said, oh, Jericho, you failed to win the titles. Jericho says, I don't fail at anything. Mm-hmm. And then says, uh, you know, we need to have a 
the fuck did he call it? Like a war, a war council. A war council. Things need to change in the inner circle. Well, yes, because then uh, again, MJF is like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. I think it is time for a change. Right. And Enough's enough, and it's time for a well, change. He wishes. Uh, kind of, you know, yeah. putting more gasoline on the fire of MJF taking over. Right. And we've talked about this in the past, I think both on here and with each other, is that the original plan was Jericho was going to go away when everything opened back up to tour with his band. Uh, instead, he went and played with his band at, at Super Spreader events. But yeah. um, I think the the premise of bringing MJ, MJF into the inner circle is for him to eventually usurp power from Jericho. Sure. Uh, and that whether that be Jericho leaves and then MGF takes gets takes over in his absence and then when Jericho comes back MGF's like hey pal I don't think we need you the, the inner circle doesn't need you anymore yeah that kind of thing but they're gonna work on this um, but I don't need another inner circle video thing uh, like and yeah, then it's with, like we've uh, had the inner circle press conference right. the inner circle town hall meeting right. like are, are they gonna do another thing that this leads into a debate with then questions from people from the crowd we yeah, get that it, dummy from barstool sports back out there you're, let him you, moderate you, this thing you have a blood feud i wish <laughs> um but uh yeah I, I don't need it 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 yeah i have no interest yeah the only um, people i'm really interested in the inner circle are santana and ortiz and they bury them every chance they can dude and i was even thinking i'm like yo like when was the last Wardlow match? Him and Hager? Yeah. Why haven't they done anything with that guy? Because he's not good. I mean, he's better than fucking Jake Hager. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> like, do something Which with one's him? getting an action figure, Shit. Brett? Well, that's a whole other fucking topic. Next match. The big money match. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy versus the Hangman. Man, we're flying through this card. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this match goes 15 minutes. Oof. Hey, man gets the win after some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, private party get, try to get involved. Dark Order run them off. Hangman hits the buckshot lariat. Yeah. Know. Uh, I'm, I'm so, I'm sick of Matt Hardy. I don't need a 15 minute Matt Hardy no. match on a pay-per-view. No. I don't need a 15 minute match, 15 minute Matt Hardy match anywhere. Right. Uh, poor Hangman. Yes. I hope this is the end of this shit. This, it has to be. He goes Please over. Please move him on right. something em- else. He's embraced by the Dark Order afterwards. He and he kind of hugs them, too. Right. And he's, got, he's got Matt Hardy's money. We'll just move on from it. Please. Uh, unless they bring, start, you know, then it's going to be Hangman and, and Silvers and Reynolds versus Hardy and the private party. And I it, hope and it not. might be. It, it might be. Um, I don't know. Matt Hardy, to, to sum up the wrestler that Matt Hardy is in 2021, there was a spot where he had to turn around quick to catch a clothesline from Hangman. And it took him three steps to turn to turn 180 degrees to spin facing the other way. He had to do three shuffle steps. It looked like Zandig trying to do the five four. Right, <laughs> because he can't. He just doesn't have the mobility in his legs. And so then Hangman has to slow down. He's got to shorten his steps. He's got to take his time. And like it just it just doesn't help anybody in that match. It makes Hangman look worse and Matt Hardy look like a bag of shit like he just doesn't he just doesn't have the physical capabilities there's nothing wrong with that though like there's no problem with saying you know what looks like my bump card is full yeah i can move on to another role or i could take my money and, and walk be, be the manager or whatever he's been in he's fine he's been in the business for a very long time at a very high level i'm sure he's doing fine unless he was incredibly done with his money um but your bump card's full walk away Walk away. Yeah, I just didn't. Like you and I hated the build for this. Yep. I just this match wasn't any better. Get Hangman, and Hangman suffering away, for it. Man. Hangman is potential to be your, one of your biggest stars, and every week he comes out and suffers through this shit, and like, it hurts him. You know, I was talking to like a casual AEW fan yesterday, like a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and he even said he goes, "Man, I love Hangman." Right. He's like that dude is great. He hooked me in. So hey. At first, Hangman, uh, we were both like, oh, God, Hangman. Mm-hmm. Now we're both, Hangman's really good. Right. Hangman found that character a while ago, and he has been great, and uh, he's still saddled with this shit. Yeah. So, ugh. Uh, next match, match number six, 
face of the revolution ladder match where yeah. the winner gets a number one uh, contender. Well, they are the number one contender, and they face Darby Allen this Wednesday night on Dynamite for the TNT title. We have Max Caster, Lance Archer, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. Penta, and TBA. Oh, hold on. We, I'm sorry. We, we missed up on our on our uh, guesses here. Would we talk about the big money match? We both picked Hangman. Yep. The OC match. The OC match. We both picked OC, so we both lose that one. Yep. All right. Ladder All right. match. Yeah, ladder match time. Ladder match. So the TBA. The TBA. Who's our pick? Is none other than all ego. Yes. Ethan Page making his AEW debut. Which He's is a- frankly a bigger shock than the other reveal later on. Uh, eh, I don't think so. But, okay. Uh, hey, dude has been... He was he killed it in Impact. Right. Him and Josh Alexander as the North had a really good run with the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed them as a team. Uh, the dude completely transformed his body. He yeah. looks like a million bucks. Yes. And what he he went out on TNA. His last thing being he wrestled himself. Like, yeah. The, the, versus the, like Ethan Page versus Karate Man. The Karate Man. Yes. Right. I don't know if we'll ever talk about the Karate Man in AEW. I hope but, not. Uh. But good for Ethan Page getting signed to AEW. Yeah, that's, and that's good for a, that guy. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good signing. I mean, who knows where he'll show up uh, because of how bloated the roster is right now and not doing a ton, living up to their potential. Um, but it's a good signing. He's a talented guy. And, uh, yeah, he's he's done a lot to sort of transform himself. I remember seeing him in the Indies sort of when he started. And he was a thinner thinner dude, and, like, he's he definitely looks like a professional wrestler, so – yeah. Um, with all that said, yes, the match goes over twenty three minutes. Oh boy! And your winner, Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Gra- he grabbed the the, the brass. Yeah, the, the brass, brass hemorrhoid pillow. The brass ring, which I when I, as soon as I saw that, wah, wah, yeah. uh, the main story in the match, of course, had to be on Cody because mm-hmm. he has the bum shoulder and people were bumping him all around. He got right. a uh, destroyer on a ladder and he was going to the back, but he was just hanging out in the tunnel and, you know, oh, he's Cody. He's going to fight it off because he's the resilient baby face just for him to come in the ring. And I forget what he did. And the crowd started booing him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scorpio Sky gets the win uh way too fucking long way too long uh you know had some stuff that was good ladder match stuff but also had a lot of guys climb to the top of the ladder clearly could have grabbed the brass ring but had to wait for the next spot to happen so they can get knocked down which is just a timing issue it's uh it's i guess maybe an agenting issue and it's just it just looks really awkward in ladder matches um but yeah, overall, uh, kind of a, a dud of a ladder match, really. Yeah, um, I wasn't and, and a big made, fan of and, it at all, and not made better by the fact that Scorpio Sky, a guy who hasn't really even been on TV, his last major thing was a feud on Dark with Sean Spears that spilled over into regular TV to like to blow it off. Yeah, and now he's here. He wins this ladder match and he gets a title shot against Darby Allen. And I don't know anybody who was like. Man, Darby Allen Scorpio Sky, that's my dream match right there. That's what I want to see. And not that everything needs to be a dream match, but if you win a big gimmick match at a pay-per-view to go get a title shot, it should be... I just don't like that the title shot's already on Wednesday. Right. Like, guys, build this shit. Right. Why, why does it just have to be, right. like... Because uh, just get him out of the way. I just... Oh, it annoys me. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I thought Lance Archer looked really good this Archer match. looked good. Penta always looks good. Yeah, Archer yeah. Like, was throwing choke slams that looked mm-hmm. really good. That right. knee that he gave, I forget who it was, and put him through the ladder on the outside yeah. looked sick. Right. So that dude, he he looked good. It was, uh, there was good stuff in here. There was fine stuff in here. But overall, it was a dud of a ladder match. Yeah, it, that's long for a ladder match. Long for a too. ladder match. Too many people. The, the, the entire time Cody was working his injury angle – he was he didn't leave the the entryway, so he was still with inside the tunnel. And the camera, I don't know if on purpose to show us this or what, kept zooming out from the match so we can see Cody up in the corner arguing and making a big deal. Well, that was so, the point. Yeah, yeah, but it distracts from what's going on in the ring. I mean, I, I get which it. is what Cody wants. I get it. Yeah. Uh, next match, um, we picked TBA for that, so we both lost. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. Ethan Page did not come through for us. 
So, actually, before we get to the next match, okay, we have the big announcement of yes. the Hall of Fame worthy uh, Big Show scoop signing. Mm-hmm. And it was so important that Big Show didn't even come out to didn't announce even come it. out to yeah didn't come out to announce his own scoop. And uh, the signing got speculated a lot this week. Yep. You heard names from Kurt Angle to Brock Lesnar to CM Punk to, to Batista. To Ahmed Johnson. To Ahmed Johnson. To Mongo McMichael. And uh, the signing is one Mr. Christian Cage. Yes. Now, uh, my thoughts on Christian... He was Edge and Christian run was was I mean that's great shit no doubt sure uh, you didn't some watch would, it some would say that's his peak uh I won't okay him and TNA I thought he excelled yeah well in TNA never had saw the, any of it had the world title there I knew he was champ I knew he had a he, long run he there. was he killed it when he was in TNA yeah came back to the uh took honestly the only thing i really truly remember after that e-run was like the feud he had with orton hmm. i think it was like 2011 or 2012 or 2013 one of those years okay and the, him and orton had a pretty good feud yeah uh he was like the chicken shit heel okay there was, i remember a match it was at money in the bank where or SummerSlam, where he purposely spit on Orton, okay. like spit right in his face, so Orton would get disqualified. Uh-huh. And Orton was the champ at the time. Title change hands on disqualification. That was a step. Uh, so like, it was it was good shit. Okay. Um, at any point did he burn Randy Orton's face so he had to wear a mask the next night with a big old fake red nose on it? No, he didn't. I don't okay. watch things for children. All right, that's a shame. Um, he he had to retire. Sorry, are you saying a match where a man was horribly disfigured is something for children? No, I'm saying like the payoff afterwards. Uh-huh. Like he has the big old hot dog okay. nose was just okay. ugh. Uh, he he was out for a long time. Had to yeah. kind of quietly retire due to injuries. Right. Uh, I'm guessing head injuries. I'd assume. I'm pretty sure it was concussion too. Um, but he came back at the Royal Rumble. He got cleared. Yeah. Like I don't know, five weeks ago or so. Sure. And. Uh, now he's an AEW. Yeah, he didn't want anything to do with him after that. No. So they, you know, he went and, you know, I saw people online talking saying this is his final run, as it should be. Yeah, it should be. Um, you know, and I don't have an actual problem with Christian. I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, for me, he peaked in Edge and Christian, uh, five-second post stuff, because I never saw his impact stuff. Uh, but he's another one, and I've talked about, like, Edge on here. Uh, I don't think they've ever, to, in from what I've seen of them, ever elevated to the main event to be an actual world champion like they both have been, uh, in my opinion. Um, so this this thing is just, for me, from my point of view, this is them signing another 40-something WWE cast-off who takes a spot off of somebody good in the main event. Because you're going to have to put him in the main event. You can't sit on the guy. He's injury-prone. He's had a long career. Yeah, if he's cleared now, you got to use, use him, him now. You got to use him, right? To. So you got to put him in that main event. You got to you if you if you bring in Christian now, you want Christian for your dream matches with Christian. Tony Khan has said forever, and which spoiled this, but he said forever that that Christian was his favorite, one of his favorite wrestlers. So you're gonna want to see Tony Khan's dream matches with Christian, right? So you got to get them out of the way now. He can't sit and wait for other people to, 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 you know, other programs to finish up or ones that are just starting or whatever. Christian has to be in those spots. Yeah, uh, it's just I know it, it gave me a lot of heavy TNA vibes, right? With the guy that's no longer in WWE, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I said to you, Christian's run in TNA yeah. was great. How fucking long ago was that? Right, it was a long time ago. Right, well, and I, I, I don't know what you're getting now. Enough, yeah. Nothing against Christian. I, I've always, I like Christian, not my favorite, but I, sure. I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing actually against Christian. Yeah. It's just the, you know, I don't know what he is as a draw. Yeah, I did see online. I don't know when it was from because the screen cap had it blocked out. But at one point, Randy Orton was apparently had a little back and forth with Tony Khan on Twitter. Oh, really? And called Tony Khan Jacksonville Dixie. Oh yeah, that did have that was a while. Yeah, yeah, and was like if I wanted if I wanted to talk business, I'd call your dad. Yeah, uh, and Tony Khan kind of feels a little bit like that. You know, the Dixie Carter reference, like he's taking all his money and he's buying WWE castoffs, and in some cases, unfortunately, TNA castoffs. It's a weird yeah, thing. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, 
Next match, though, we have the street fight. Yes. Sting and Darby mm-hmm. going up against Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Yes. Shout out to Wicca Phase mm-hmm. getting featured on AEW. Yes. So completely cinematic. Uh, we got Wicca Phase. Wicca Phase Springs yeah. Eternal. As Joe uh, uh, Sposto, friend of the show, said, about fucking time. Right. Um, but yeah, total cinematic match. Yes. The match itself goes a little under 14 minutes. Okay. Sting and Darby get yeah. the W again, pretty much expected. Which is what we picked. Yeah. We both, um, we, we both picked the Sting. Yeah, because you don't, you don't bring Sting back and have him lose. That, right. That just doesn't happen. Exactly, because it's not like he's going to be doing matches every week. You don't bring yeah, Sting back. not at all. Uh, my main gripe with it, mm-hmm. now, like, because I like the cinematic stuff. I thought it was yeah. shot very well. looked real cool. Right. That's um, really cool stuff. Yeah, it. Sting sure. and Darby, they... They bumped their fucking asses off. Right. Darby, when he got, got like, swung through the glass pane and mm-hmm. lay there and it fell right on his head, that was gross. Yeah, it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't change the landscape of cinematic matches at all. But, but it, was it was really good. good. I thought it was really good. Uh, Except. Hook running in. Yes. The man. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I, I had an issue with, and I said it to you as soon as it started, Boy, they're going to do commentary over this, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And they did commentary yes. over it. I just think it takes away from it. That's my personal I opinion. I think most people are on your side here with this. Um, so you had them talk over it, but there was also ominous music in the background. There was like weird like quick cuts and like some like movie effects for some of the bigger slams and stuff, which work if there's not commentary. Sure. But the commentary just takes you out of it. I don't. I just. I don't need it. But the cinematic matches don't need it. I don't think it added to us to to what we've seen from cinematic matches. I think it took away. I'm with you. Um. You know. You had a. You know. Warehouse. You had. It was pre. Obviously pre-taped. So you have the ability to cut and reshoot and you know every angle yeah. every single thing you do. You don't need the commentary, especially from the. Three or four guys that were on commentary well, yeah, at this four point. Four dudes on commentary. Uh, one of them with Jr. calling the whole night sounding like this. Uh, this is Jr. How you doing? Arr, arr, arr. Uh, so yeah, not a not a great one. Uh, I I like it overall. The commentary was a bad decision, but I did like this overall. Uh, I think Stinger is a lot of fun to watch. Still, it was fun, man. Uh, this did, one felt fun. They did a fun gimmick with the bat. They had a lot of big dangerous stuff. Um, yeah, like you said, all the run-ins, like Hook showed up without a shirt in a warehouse. Will Hobbs wearing an orange ski mask. Yeah, and a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I even like on commentary, Hobbs runs in in the vest and the mask, and the commentary's like, oh my god, who can this be? And Taz is like, yo, y'all know who this is. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was cool, this spot, too, where... Cage had Darby up on the suplex and mm-hmm. walked up a flight yes. of steps with him, right. and Taz just legit giggled. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there was this was a lot of fun. This was uh-huh. this was very. Good. I thought it was fun as it fuck. was fun. There was no laffy assy, laffy ass, laffy assy, laffy ass. God bless you, Taz. Um, yeah, I think it was fun. I think the commentary hurt it a little bit. But not enough to take it away from being a fun cinematic match. I kind of dig them. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have not enjoyed on some level any cinematic match that they've done. You want me to show you Braun Strowman versus the Fiend? They did that cinematic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, it's I don't want to watch fucking that. Fucking awful. Maybe I do want to watch it. All right. Maybe we'll see. Okay. We'll talk. Horror show at Extreme we'll Rules. Okay. We'll we'll talk. But like the Cena one was good. Did it, was it like the same kind of thing they did with Cena? Was it post the Cena one or it was pre- after the Cena? Okay. One. Yeah. But it was like the same concept sort of uh, thing. Like not obviously not like a trip through his life because Braun no. Strowman's only ever had one gimmick and it sucks. <laughs> but like, I'm not, I know we're just gonna watch it okay. eventually. Uh, huh. Eventually. Yeah, I've never seen that one. All right. Sorry in advance. Okay. Main event time. Yeah. Exploding barbed wire death match <laughs> for the yep. AEW world title. It sure was. The champ Kenny Omega defending against the challenger, mm-hmm. John Moxley. Yes. American Onita, John Moxley. Moxley comes out rocking the leather jacket like Onita. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, I wish he was ripping heaters. He should have But he did have heaters. a flash taking shots of Jack. Right. Omega comes out, the jeans with the knee pads over it, the white shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. Tip, good street fight attire, good exploding barbed wire deathmatch attire. This match, 
goes 25 minutes. Yep. Kenny Omega retains. Before we get into anything after this, the match itself, I thought, was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Mox had a gusher. He did. Omega hit a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce in the bomb suit was a nice touch. That's a, that's a must-have. Yes. They did the whole barbed wire around three sides of the ring. One side they left open. Omega kind of went on Twitter Friday and explained, you know, they wouldn't they they wanted it open for emergency and they right. would they didn't want to do the full thing. Um, barbed wire wrapped around the ropes. Right, spider webs. Who not just wrapped around? Yeah, the ropes, it, it was like spider it was spider webbed. You had the uh, the triple hell landmines mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah, which only one ended up getting used. Yeah, which was sad. So just to sort of preface this whole thing. You and I have watched explosive matches. We we're experienced with them. We for like years, them a lot. Years, We've man. Seen them for a long time. <laughs> so I had some things that you had that had to be done to make this Absolutely. a successful sure uh, explosion match. Let's run off Dude's checklist. Uh, you need the referee in the explosion suit. Got it. Uh, I'm okay with the barbed wire wrapped around the ropes. Uh, I would prefer no ropes, barbed wire. With, I think with we at all least would. One side open. We all would. Um, but I'm okay with but it. But I'm fine with it. I'll accept it. They had the barbed wire boards in the in the corner. Which was a nice little um, touch. Those should have exploded too, and I don't think they did, but that's fine. No, they didn't. That's okay, though. Um, and you need the countdown clock, and you need color. Well, we got plenty of color. Well, you need lots of color, and that was one of the things that worried me the most because it is American wrestling in 2021. You need a lot of color. You can't half-ass this thing. I said to you, you if you're going to do it, you got to do, you it. Gotta do it. Because you can't have Onita on your TV. You can't be showing clips of Onita versus Goto. Can't do it. And not do it. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. You can't half-ass this shit because people are going to tear it apart. You have to go for it. You have to throw caution to the wind and rock and roll. And, man... Seven eighths of this match, they had it. They had it. They they had, had it. it. We got good color from both guys. Mox a little better. Wow, that dude, he's Mox nuts. bled a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had cool some cool some stinker explosions that happens in the up against the ropes it, with the barbed wire. It is what it is. Man. That you happens. Time those things, but they yeah. had some good ones. Uh, the face one where where Omega got blinded was a good one. The second one where they, he threw Omega oh, in the back was, awesome. was a good one. That was one probably the, the best yeah. one, yeah. Uh, they did an exploding barbed wire bat, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, the double hell looked nice. He took the, the Death Rider onto the one the one triple hell, the, yeah. one, spot, the one barbed wire board that exploded, and uh, that's where Tony, or Tony, where Kenny gigged off of. Moxley... Breaking up the pin on the uh, right. one-winged angel yep. okay. with, with the foot on the rope and yep. doing the Onita spot, which is boom. Because it's any contact, so you kick the rope and yep. it blows up, and that broke the pin because nobody yep. gets out of the one-winged angel. Yeah. A lot of really cool stuff in this match. They went for it. I felt for, again, seven-eighths of this match, they went for it and were successful at it. The barbed wire looked good. The explosions were good enough. Some of them were really good. Some of them weren't, but it was good enough. The double hell, you know, the triple hell was used, so they used that. Um, it was violence for violence' sake, you know. They didn't. They, I mean, they're in jeans and a t-shirt, which whatever. Mox eventually takes his shirt off. It's fine. I, you know, I, I as I reminded you as we're watching this, Onita and Goda did this shit in tights. And as I reminded you, they don't make men like that That's anymore. That's right. They certainly don't, and thankfully, they don't make any more men like Tarzan Goto. But, um. But all that stuff is fine because they went for it because there was a ton of color. And we all know on this podcast that red equals green. It's a way of life, baby. Uh, and they went for it. So. And then they did it. After the match. Well, so uh, so Kenny gets the win before at, before the half hour. Yeah, because at the half hour, right. the ring explodes. But like towards the end of the match, Good Brothers ran down. Machu was just fucking leveling them, right. swinging the bat around like a madman. Yep. They got the better of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one winged angel threw the one barbed wire chair. Looked gross. Right. That was the that was the finish. So yep. after the match, Good Brothers handcuff Mox, uh-huh. uh, rebust them open. Yeah, which again, right. perfect. Right. Yep. 
Um, Kenny grabs a baseball bat with the barbed wire. He mm-hmm. starts scraping, you know, running the razor yep. on Mox. Uh, countdown all of a sudden pops up on the screen we got one minute one minute yep so kenny has the bat good brothers all right let's go we gotta get out of here yeah so as they're getting out it's about 30 seconds at this time Uh and you see a little kerfluffle happening up on the stage Uh uh-huh and you and i jaw dropped yes it's fucking eddie kingston right swinging at omega Mm mm-hmm Butcher and Blade are swinging on the Good Brothers. Right. And we're like, oh, holy shit. Right. He jumps in the ring. He's trying to revive Mox. I said to you, I'm like, I'm going to fucking cry. I'm mm-hmm. like, he, 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 like, he's trying to save his... Fr- After the insane feud they had. Right. Which, say whatever the fuck you want about it. Mm-hmm. One feud of the year. And the Observer. Sure. Right. Um. And he's trying to get his friend out because at the right. end of the day, and I think they're going to maybe follow up on this, the match a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Moxie said, even after all this shit, Eddie, right. you're still my friend. And right. I, I might be the only one here who actually still cares about you. Right. So, you know, push comes to shove. Mm-hmm. There he is down on the ground, and he's trying to get him out. Right. Five seconds, Eddie realizes, I can't get him out. Does the uh, the Onita cover the ref save? Yep. Uh, That's about it. I wish the feed would have cut out. Yeah. Because what we got was some yeah. so, pyro sparklers from the corner. Yeah. Uh, think of a lesser, if you didn't see it, a lesser version of Kane's pyro. It, uh, and then a, a couple poofs and the smoke quickly drifted up and away. Uh, and that was that. And, and here's the problem. Eddie's face down cover Mox. He can't see it. Right. Mox can't see it. Right. Uh, as soon as it finished, you hear an audible groan from the people in attendance. Yep. And they start booing. You and I looked at each other, and we go, what the fuck just happened? They had it, and they lost it. They had it, and they blew it. Listen, uh, um, I don't... I wasn't expecting, like, you know, Kawasaki Dream mm-hmm. explosion here. Sure. I'm realistic, you still had people at ringside. Granted, they were pushed back. Still have people at ringside. Yeah, you're listen, in. The, you're the, not like Terry, in a, Terry and Mick had a stinker of an explosion at one point too. They so. did. Yeah, they absolutely um, did. So it happens. But like, man, it's just bad. It's it's bad. They, bad. 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 They had it. That match, like. I don't think anybody would have been disappointed with the, with them, their version of a death match. It was as true as you could get on a major American wrestling company show. Probably more so than that. Uh, you know, they did a little more than I thought they actually would. And then the explosion happened, and it was weak. It's gift all over the place. The videos are out Dude, there. Just people immediately just right. shit all um, over it. And honestly... Rightfully, rightfully so. so, and I, you know it's you have to send the people home happy. That's the most important thing, right? When you go see a show, whether it's a concert, a comedian, whatever, if the last thing you experience before you get up and walk out those doors isn't good, people are going to talk about the show like it wasn't good. If you if you're a comedian and you kill for forty eight minutes or fifty minutes, and your last joke bombs, people are going to be like, "Ooh, what happened? That wasn't very good." If you go to a concert and they don't encore with a hit, you're going to be like, wait, what? You know, like, let's just theoretically, theoretically say you go see Jane's Addiction and they, they bring out the big tin drums and all that. I love how you said theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. Nothing that we've experienced. Theoretically, they haven't played Jane Says yet. Uh, and theoretically, they come out at, for the encore with the big tin drums and the whole big setup. And you're like, here it comes, the big cool tin, tin thing intro to, to Jane Says. And instead, 
Dave Navarro grabs the sticks and starts banging away on these drums for a good five to ten minutes as the encore. Uh, you're going to walk away saying, I wish I never went to see Jane's, Jane's Addiction, theoretically. Theoretically. A, a hypothetical. Hypo- completely hypothetical situation. At, at the uh, Toyota Pavilion at Montage Mountain. Theoretically there. Uh, you know, and they played the They played Ben Cot Stealing. They played everything. But they, their encore was weird. So theoretically, not a good show. It also didn't help that theoretically Allison Chains played right after them. Right. Uh, theoretically, theoretically, they played right after. Yes, them. of course. But anyway, pure fucking speculation. So when you, so this is a similar thing, right? You, you, the, and no matter how good with the match was, what everyone's impression of it was, uh, Gilbert's entrance, and that's not going to do it for anybody. And so Eddie Kingston played it like he was dead. It didn't move. Had to get pulled off a of mox. Had to you know get revived. And commentary sold it like, oh, the heat blast. Right. Like. Ugh. Well, they buried it at first, I think. I don't know. Um, but, like, yeah. Uh, so, it just, all they had to do was fill that ring with smoke. So they, they could have faked the explosion, did the explosion have a, you know, make a much louder bang, get something that's much louder but not as much force, and then fill the ring with smoke so you couldn't see anything. And that would sell it. And you'd have the pictures of a completely smoked out ring, nobody, you're know, not being able to see through, and then the smoke clears, Eddie's completely limp, Mox is, but Mox is saved. That kind of thing. And instead, you, uh, either you doctor this on TV and just hope people don't bury you for it, or you just don't mention it. You just don't show that video ever again. Like I said you maybe just show like the still shot of Eddie right. covering right. mocks. And then as the smoke, because there is a shot right as the smoke I think first it was like comes a fan out. Shot, right, yeah. First comes out that you can't see anything, and you could use that. But in real time, that smoke cleared in three seconds. Uh, and it was a disaster, and it was a joke. And it left us in shock for like 10, 15 minutes afterwards where we just sat there scare, staring at the thank you for purchasing on yep. VR Live thing. Um, it was a, it was bad. And for me, it impacts the whole show. And it, it, it trends that entire show down. And that as good as that match was, the finish, that finish wasn't there. So that, I would say that that makes that not a good match. Like... I feel bad for Omega. I feel terrible. I feel bad for Moxley. I feel bad for Eddie. I feel the worst for Eddie. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's it's just equal parts, man. Because Omega and Moxley, dude, they went out there and they busted right. their fucking asses. Right. And if you went on Twitter afterwards, video started emerging of, Omo- of uh, yes. Moxley on the mic afterwards. Basically burying the shit out of it, right? <laughs> but the but in the video they're still tending to Eddie like he's dead. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I feel the worst for Eddie is because at least Mox and Omega can fall back on we killed each other and had a good match. Eddie's only involvement was to come out and shield Mox from this explosion, and it was literally a, a fart in church. Like, dude, that was like the the big emotional. Yeah, I'm still a piece of shit, right. but I still care about this guy. It's, it's, Eddie's, it's Eddie's potential face turn. That's a massive it's, face turn, Right, it's dude. Eddie massive. being aligned with Mox, and conceivably Mox is going to go away. His yeah. wife's going to have a kid. He's got a good He's going away for stuff. a while, man. And he should. Yeah, and he should. Um, but this was Eddie's potential face turn, tying him with Mox, moving him into a program with potential. I would assume with Omega. With Omega yeah. For the title, biggest you know, one of the biggest stars in the world, easily Eddie's biggest stage, uh, and it was it was shitty. So all anybody, that's why I feel bad. All anybody's going to remember is is the is the the, the finish. That's, that's it. it. That's yep. it. That yep. that's yeah. It, it just sucks, uh-huh. man. Oh my god, I feel so fucking bad for yeah. that for those guys. I really do. Yeah. I feel terrible for them. We talked what could have been done differently. A ton of things. A ton of things. Um. I kind of I brought up, like, man, you're attached to a fucking football field. Mm-hmm. You literally could have just had the match at the football field. Yeah. If if you wanted to say, hey, fans, we're going to show it on the screens. Mm-hmm. If you want to come over, come over. Yeah. I Like, you could have done that. Um, I don't think you have enough time to, to, to move them all orderly. You don't need to move them all. But if mm-hmm. you if you want to be like, hey, fans, you want to come and stand in the concourses and mm-hmm. watch. Do that. Yeah. Do that. I mean, when you're watching AEW, normally you're not. There's no shots of the crowd. Yeah, you could have just had shots of the ring. That's all. Yeah. If you wanted to have a bigger explosion, 
it's right in the middle of a football, like a mm-hmm. football stadium. Yeah. And it would have paid off better. It would have looked a ton better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, that, that was tough. That was yep. tough. They, the, the easiest solution is work it out. And maybe they did. Maybe it was a thing with the wind or the temperature or so whatever, something, something changed in the weather that caused the smoke to clear out faster. I hope, I hope that God, they ran a test before they did this and oh, filmed it and saw how it they, looked. Yeah, they had to. Uh, maybe they didn't. There's no way. That, but, there's no way you go into that right. and just go, oh, let's see. Yeah. Like, but no, this, there's no way. But this, they fucked it up. That thing should have had so much more smoke. Uh, this, a disaster. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it's a disaster. In the end, they can't show that clip again. In the end, they're getting the shit torn apart on their social media. If you search that hashtag, that's all. That's what it's going to be. It's getting drowned out as that. Uh, you have WWE stars tweeting gifts of it. Um, it, I said to you, if I, if I'm Vince, uh, tomorrow night on raw, I, the first thing I have is somebody coming out holding sparklers. Um, I just, I rip into them because, uh, guys like Chris Jericho have not hesitated to rip into the WWE product. You know, Tony Khan yeah. came out the other day and was like, we know who our competition is and you know, blah, blah, blah. So let's go bury him because to yeah. me, frankly, it sucks, but they deserve it for this. Yeah, they deserve it. Like, listen, man, they have built up a lot of good clout, right. mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was tough. Right. That yeah. was a rough one. It was like, tough. there's no defending it. Nope. Even like diehard AEW loyalists, you can't defend that shit. That was bad, I man. Mean, they, that they, was real bad. If you hop on social media right now, I guarantee you that the loyal, the, the pants hitters are out flipping well, out, t- calling people names and saying, and you know, they're delusional because right. that sucked. Right. It sucked, and I like it killed it. I wanted sure. to love it, and it just yep. nope done. I loved seven eighths of that death match. I yeah. was super happy with it, but yeah. in my mind, nope, done of a match, done of a pay per view. Yeah, uh, real quick, we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, your favorite match? What would it have been? Uh, Sheeta uh, Mizunami. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go cinematic match. Okay, that's that's where I'm going. All but, right. Uh, if we were to grade it one through, I don't know, one through 10 mm-hmm. overall as a pay-per-view. If you don't want to do, if you don't want to do one through 10, yeah. you can do A through F. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with both. I'm going to give it a, uh, man, I don't even know if that's even that, that, that seems high to me, but whatever you're uh, feeling, dude, I, Five point five out of ten and a C minus. Uh, honestly, it, it, that explosion changes, and it's a B B plus seven out of ten. Uh, but yeah, uh, C minus five. I don't want to give it a straight five. Uh, five and a half out of ten. Um, there's stuff I like, but in the end, I'm disappointed by the finish, and that affects the whole thing. Yeah, so, you know, so it, it, it's it, if we're grading it, it's weighted, right? It's it's one of the, it's like you take the test and there's there's you know there's ten questions on the test or there's or whatever it is there's nine questions on the test and eight are worth half a point and nine is worth the, the ninth question is worth the rest that last question that's worth worth three times as much as the other questions on the card you got it wrong sure so sorry how about you pal where are you grading it uh uh I'm honestly. I'll give it a five. Okay. Uh, I didn't think there's a lot of shit that I just didn't care for. Yeah. A lot of shit I don't ever need to see again. And yeah, that, uh, that finish dude, that kills uh, it. It kills it completely. It was such a heartbreaker. You got to send people home happy or it doesn't work. I said to you when Eddie ran out, like it was, it's an emotional moment. Like Mm -hmm. if you're attached to that story, that's an emotional moment. Absolutely. And then for that to happen and just, ugh, mm-hmm. just pop the balloon. Right. And, uh, yeah. So that was, uh, AEW revolution. That was it. Uh, we'll get out of here. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back to see you in, uh, Thursday night after yeah. the fallout for this. Uh, but follow us on Twitter, Wednesday war pod. 
Uh, email the show at WednesdayNightWarPod at gmail.com. You can find this at WednesdayNightWarPodcast.com. We're on the Soon to Be Network at STBN Network on Twitter. You can find all the other shows there. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week, pal. Thursday. We will be. That's it. That's Pro, all I got. Pro wrestling. Let's go. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Night off, nerds!